0: Adrenochrome The globalist choice What is it? How do you use it? Where do you get it? What evil does it bring? Oregon's castration machine (laughs) This is a head shaker times ten You will not I bet you haven't heard this story but you're going to hear it tonight And fighting the WEF It's working Yes, welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Monday, 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 welcome to Monday. Yeah, we had a great weekend. Matter of fact, we had a fantastic weekend with Miko, and let's get right into that right off the top. Our Miko update brought to you by BarkBox.com Miko, and she had a fantastic time yesterday. Okay, let's just dump that. I don't know what the hell that was. We, we went to uh, Dessa Park City and uh, brought, of course, Miko. It's a dog park, a very dog-friendly park. And uh, she had a great time. We had all kinds of friends we met there. She made some new friends. That's that's headless me in the background there. Um, yeah, some uh, corgis and a couple of other Shibas. There were lots of Shibas there. This is a uh, Shiba making happy, not Miko. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, some long-legged Shibas and some short-legged Shibas and some Miko Shibas. They were all doing great. And this is the biggest part of the park where all the dogs usually gather and interact. And it's it's just fantastic. It's so cool there. She uh, met up with uh, not only her Shiba Inu cousins, but also, like I said, a couple Corgis and uh there you go beautiful lab uh golden retriever i used to have a golden retriever named boy uh long story but uh yeah he was just the best dog well after miko he was the best dog so yeah it was a fantastic day she made a lot of friends there's a husky and a very friendly husky as a matter of fact usually they're not they're a bit standoffish but uh this one was nice very friendly and there she is just Taking it all in. Look at that crowd in the background. Desa Park City is a fantastic place. <clears throat> if you are in Malaysia and you uh, want a place to take your dog, which is completely dog friendly, uh, can't recommend Desa Park City enough. Fantastic way they run that there. All right, our Miko update brought to you by BarkBox.com/Miko. It's a monthly subscription service delivered right to your door. You get a box which has a new theme every month, and inside you'll find two toys, two bags of all-natural treats, and an all-natural dog chew. They're specially designed just for your dog, and your dog will love them. A 100% happiness guarantee. If your dog's not happy with anything, or if you're not happy with anything, get a hold of customer service, and they'll make it right. If you use our link, BarkBox.com Miko, You get a free month for a multi-month subscription. And if you look in our show notes down there under the BarkBox.com slash Miko, there is another link, which is an, an alternative offer, if you would prefer, for an amazing dog bed. They're beautiful. They're plush. They're luxurious. Your dog will love sleeping on it. So if you'd prefer, just Click that second link and you'll get that offer of a, a dog bed. So there you go, BarkBox.com slash Miko. Thank you, BarkBox. Do check them out. If you've got a dog or maybe your friend has a dog, you want to give it a... What a great gift that would make. It really would make an absolutely amazing gift. All right, Adrenochrome. Chrome. Yeah, that is the main topic of the night or at least our first topic of the night. What is driving the child trafficking demand? Child sex, organ harvesting, and adrenochrome. It's a big deal. Adrenochrome is an elite drug. They've used it for many years. Ten times more potent than heroin. Mystical qualities which will make you look younger. When a child knows he's going to die, or is in fear for his life or her life your body does it too they secrete, you secrete adrenaline, flows into your system Um, it is the worst horror you have ever seen a child is terrorized screaming and that increases the amount of adrenaline in their blood they are then killed the adrenaline Uh, The adrenochrome, rather, is collected with a needle and a syringe from the base of the back of their neck and their spinal column. I know this is tough to hear, but you need to hear it. You need to know what's going on. And I don't want to hear any conspiracy theorist crap. You're wrong. It happens. Shut up and go away. Don't muddy the water. Once it's collected, the chemical-like drug sold on the black market for unbelievable prices. Human trafficking, child trafficking, all its evil components combined, $152 billion a year. Money talks, folks. We have to save these kids. Uh, Jim Caviezel, the star of uh, Sound of Freedom, which portrays the true story of child trafficking. And by the way, places like CNN, Rolling Stone, Media Matters, these people are all saying, you know, they're invoking the whole QAnon bullshit. They're trying to get you to not see this movie. There have been reports of a number of theaters that they turned off the air con while the movie was playing. They are just doing everything they can to get people not to see this film. And it ain't working. Because people are seeing this movie in droves. Droves. It has made a ton of money. And it's been sold out since it opened on the 4th of July. To me, if you are doing your best to try and avoid people finding out about pedophilia, child trafficking, child sex trafficking, then you just pretty much are a pedophile yourself. What, what's the other reason? You're not doing anybody any good. A clear and present danger. We need all the government agents who eyewitness these atrocities to come forward. Whistleblowers, do the right thing. Be brave. Share this unbelievably horrific truth with the world. Millions, literally millions of children's lives depend on it. There are a lot of other sex child, child sex islands besides Epstein Island. That's the one you heard about. That's not the only one. And this is one of the reasons they don't want you to see the sound of freedom. A lot of government agencies involved in this child trafficking crap. And Jim Caviezel himself says, yes, 100%. All of the three-letter agencies are involved. DHS, FBI, CIA, ICE, DOJ, DOD, HHS. Not everyone in those agencies is involved. But the most powerful at the top are This is a scary time we are living in, folks. And they are doing their very level-headed best to try and get this information to you. And mass media, CNN, Rolling Stone magazine, Media Matters, like I said, there's a whole list of them out there who are doing their best to discourage you from going to see this film. And to me, the only reason you would do that is if, you know, if you do that, I think we ought to know what's on your computer. Let's take a look at your laptop. Pia. Global elitist. This is from Johnny Skidmark. (laughs) Skid 5150 over on Twitter. Torture children. Harvest the adrenochrome. Then inject it in order to stay healthy and younger. 460 thousand children just in the united states reported missing every year worldwide eight million let's see if i can get this to work the sound is not cooperating tonight but we'll see Take a listen to this.
1: Could you please explain to the extent that you want to or not want to what that is? Because some people have never heard that before and we need to discuss that.
0: Essentially, you have
1: adrenaline in your body. I'll just simplify it. And, and when you are scared, you produce adrenaline. If a child knows he's going to die, uh, his body will uh, secrete this uh, adrenaline. It's the worst horror I've ever seen. It's screaming alone, even if I never ever, ever, ever saw it. Uh, it. It's it's beyond, and these people that do it, um, there'll be no mercy for them.
0: There'll be no mercy for them. I sure hope not. That is the star of Sound of Freedom, explaining exactly what goes on. I put a bunch of links in the show notes tonight, and this uh, third one down is an enormously long article. I can't obviously cover the whole thing. But I put it in there for your benefit. It's from com, And it's titled, Child Adrenochrome, Globalist Cabal's Immortal Drug of Choice. This article, yeah, hmm. Previously regulated, well beyond awareness and understanding of the general public, a naturally occurring human endocrine secretion is becoming the focal point of attention of people awakening to the broadening Jeffrey Epstein scandal, and like I said, his island isn't and wasn't the only one. The tectonic realignment of human perception lurking beneath the surface of that legal proceeding and its connotations for the reality of the greatest evil of our time child sex trafficking, ritualized sexual abuse of children and horrifically child sacrifice this is a fantastic article it explains everything you would ever want to know in not a tinfoil hat way about exactly what this adrenochrome is how it works why people want it need it what happens when you're not on it anymore yeah it's uh it's frightening you you should please if nothing else you read tonight please read that article because it will open your eyes it it really really will and uh finally on this topic A full review of the movie the leftists and the leftist media don't want you to see. Uh, Sound of Freedom, powerful message. Well-made movie, too, by the way. It's a thriller. It will have you in tears. It will frighten you as well it should. And the media, like I said, has been doing their best to minimize everything about this film. This is from the libs of TikTok woman. We've used so much of her stuff on this show, and this is fantastic. Check this out.
1: Hi, everyone. So last night I went to watch the Sounder Freedom movie, um, and it's very interesting because CNN and Rolling Stone and Washington Post and The Guardian, they were all publishing articles about how the movie is like related to QAnon and conspiracy theories. So that alone told me that this is something that um, they don't want you to watch, which is why you should definitely go watch it. Um, Additionally, I also saw some reporting of people who were saying that weird things were happening when they were trying to go see it in theaters, Um, like the air conditioning wasn't working or their tickets were canceled. Um, And when I went a couple minutes into the movie, the fire alarm went off, the entire building had to evacuate and about 15, 20 minutes later, it was resolved and we were able to go back in and resume the movie, but it was, we were missing half the audience now. Um, but I did stay until the end and the movie is excellent. It was educational and inspiring and eye-opening. Um, I was not even aware of the extent of the child sex trafficking industry until I watched this. Um, the US is in the top three countries um, for destinations for child sex trafficking victims. Um, it's a $150 billion a year industry and there are millions, tens of millions of children who are currently trapped in sex slavery. Um, so it is, it's heart-wrenching. Um, there were people in the audience who were moved to tears and really inspiring too because at the end, I know for myself, I left and I was like, what can I do to help raise awareness about this? What can I do to help these children? Um, So I'm passing on the message. I hope you do too. Go see the movie. It's a must-watch. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Tell everyone you know. Go watch Sounds of Freedom. Something has to be done about it. Something really drastic.
0: Something has to be done. I'm sorry about the sound. I don't know what's happening. Something with my sound card tonight is mucking up. But uh, yeah, there you go. That is the actual libs of TikTok lady. So... Mm. words right from the horse's mouth so to speak she does a fantastic job all right let's uh where is it there we go let's uh lighten up the mood a little bit bring you a little uh word about a very amazing brand of coffee and that would be blackout coffee blackout coffee one of our great sponsors here on the show they do a fantastic job in uh bringing you a cup of coffee that you will absolutely love. And not only that, not only is it a great cup of coffee, this company supports everything we value most, our American values, our family values. Blackout Coffee founded on the principles of conservative values. They believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, and traditional American values and in addition to that they make an amazing cup of coffee folks throw out that brown water crap you've been drinking get yourself a bag of black out coffee and you will never have another cup of coffee like this in your life you will be hooked they source premium specialty grade green beans They are grown at the perfect altitude, the right time of year, the best soil harvested at just the right time. And they work very closely with local, that's as in American co-ops and farmers that grow this high quality coffee. And they are strict adherence to small batch roasting and they will roast this packet and ship it with lightning speed 24 to 48 hours from the time you put in the order. And that means right delivered to your door is a fresh roasted bag of the most amazing coffee you will ever taste. Right now, use the link in our show notes. It's right down there. I think it's the top link. And uh, you will get an incredible deal on this amazing blackout coffee. And if you are checking out, pop in a promo code. We got one for you. J-20, J-A-Y-20 is our promo code. Use that at checkout for 20% off. Your first order, J-20. Check it out. Blackout Coffee, like I said, not only an absolutely amazing cup of coffee, but a company that supports our values, America, our troops, our first responders. This company is beyond belief, good stuff. And we hope that you will support them. And in doing so, by the way, you're also helping to support the show. So thank you for that. We really appreciate it. All right. My executive, my co-executive producer, Marilyn, who's in Connecticut. Thank you, Marilyn. She sent me an email. She said, Jay, you got to look at this. It's a head shaker beyond belief. And boy, was she right. It's written by Christopher Rufo. And it's frightening as hell. Absolutely unbelievable. Oregon's castration machine. A public hospital in Portland, Oregon, is using a robot to create artificial genitalia. Following the French Revolution, the British philosopher Edmund Burke signaled a note of caution, warning that the desire for progress, uninhibited by convention, can lead to disaster. Hmm. Revolutions in the name of lofty ideals, liberty, equality, and science can yield their opposites. A revolution in our time merits similar consideration. The transformation of human sexuality and in particular the rise of this whole so-called Transgender, gender-affirming medicine. Uh, It's frightening. Gender Surgery Program at Oregon Health and Science University. Public teaching college, or hospital in downtown Portland provides a productive tableau, as they say, for analysis. It's a program led by Blair Peters, a self-described queer surgeon who supports neon neon pink hair, uses he-they pronouns, and specializes in vaginoplasty, which is the creation of an artificial vagina, and phalloplasty, which is as you might guess the creation of an artificial penis he and his colleagues have pioneered the use of a vaginoplasty robot which helps efficiently castrate male patients and turn their flesh into a fake vagina and business is booming They have a 12 to 18 month waiting list and they do two or three of these a day. What? Not kidding. It's right there. All the details about this evil is right there. I still hold to the you do you thing. I I really do. If you're over 18 years old and you want to be so freaking stupid as to be sold by this brainwashing crap, you knock yourself out. Go in eyes wide open, folks. Know that what you're doing can never, ever be reversed. Ever. Cannot ever be reversed. You're going to live for that? You're going you to live like that for the rest of your life? Think about it. Think about it long and hard before you rip off your clothes, lay down on the table, and let this robot have at you. This article, you must read it. The link is in our show notes. It is beyond incredible. It is scary. The lengths that some of these fools will go to. for These sort of things that are irreversible it can't be changed once it's done you can't say oh you know what this week i don't feel like a woman i want to go back to being a man Eh, sorry not gonna happen fafo hey we're winning we are winning i am so happy to see these kind of articles there were a bunch of them happened over the weekend and yes the wef can just go pound sand Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Mark Rutt hands in his resignation as the Dutch government collapses over Asylum Row. Yes. Radically different outlooks of four parties on immigration unbridgeable, says the four-time prime minister. Dutch prime minister Mark Rutt presented his government's written resignation to King Wilhelm Alexander who returned from holiday to receive it it was Rutt's fourth government. Now again things look work a little differently in these kind of former British colony things or maybe current British colonies than they do in the US Um, there's a parliament, there's a prime minister, often there's a royalty a king, a queen Um, the coalition of radically different outlooks basically brought down over the issue of immigration. Concerns about a housing crisis, high gas prices, inflation. Some sought to blame foreign migrants, international students, wealthier expats moving into the country, and particularly asylum seekers. Now, the current level, they expect to be around 45,000, about the same as last year. Uh, wrote, and the CDA reportedly argued for a harder stance in a new bill, restricting the rights of family members to join refugees from countries temporarily at war. Democrats 66, particularly the Kristen Uni, disagreed and the cabinet talks broke down on Friday. And this goofball WEF stooge handed in his resignation. And we are very, very pleased about that. Who would be next to go? Could it be, mm, Hungary? Yup, it could be. In fact, it is. Hungary will refuse to implement the EU's measures incentivizing migration. You see, it's working. Fighting back, folks. Keep doing what you're doing because it's working. Hungary will not implement the EU's decisions on migration. The mandatory quota will not be accepted, and neither will the obligation to build migrant ghettos, migrant camps. Prime Minister Viktor Orban said at the Hungarian-Austrian-Serbian immigration uh, summit in Vienna on Friday. An effective Hungarian model should replace the European model that is clearly not working. Let's say, mm, France. Hungary will find a legal and political way to ensure that Brussels' decisions uh, that are deemed harmful are not implemented. He called the situation sad, said Hungary must defend itself not only against illegal migrants... People smugglers, but also against Brussels, and it will do so. In his opinion, Hungarians were not only defending Hungary, but also the whole of Europe, including Austria, against illegal immigrants. Last year 330,000 illegal migrants stopped along Europe's borders, 270 of that number, huge majority, We're at the Hungarian-Serbian border. And Hungary has finally said, Nope, we're not going along with this EU crap. It ain't happening here. Pound sand. Love it. And that's not all. That's not where it stops. I got more. This is so great. Like I said, it's jam-packed with good news about dumping the WEF and telling these unelected Nazi morons to go screw off An international group of lawyers has joined forces to oppose the power grab from the WHO, yet another group of unelected goofballs that are trying their damnedest to do everything they can to control your life. And some people are standing up and saying, nope, it ain't gonna happen. A group of lawyers from 10 countries released a statement voicing their opposition to the WHO's proposed pandemic treaty. We've talked about this a lot on this show. Officially known as WHO CA Plus and the amendments to the international health regulations. Over the weekend, 30th of June to the 2nd of July, just last weekend, two weekends ago, uh, the first International Lawyers' Congress of Anwalt for Aufklärung the English translation is Lawyers for Enlightenment, was held in Cologne, Germany. The Congress focused on IHRs and the Pandemic Treaty, a strong alliance from lawyers from all over Europe, supported by lawyers worldwide, formed against the WHO Pandemic Treaty. Quote here, We, the lawyers, say no to totalitarianism clear statements by the lawyers about the plans to make the WHO a kind of world health government. We say no. That from Alexander Christ on Sunday. There's a whole press statement there. You can read that but basically these lawyers got together and said, nope not on our watch. It ain't gonna happen. And good on you. See? Three, four stories in a row there. All good news about fighting back against the WEF, the WHO, and all those other unelected morons who think they're going to control your life, and it ain't going to happen. Not on our watch. Mmm. Blackout coffee. Check it out. While you're at it, by the way, there's also a link to our J. Sheldon merch store. Got some very cool items there. Check it out. That's in our show notes too. And while I'm plugging myself, over here is a follow button. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just hit that follow button. Really helps the show a lot. It's totally free for you. Just takes a second, click, and you're done. And uh, thank you for that. Really appreciate it. All right. Thumbs up. You know what that means? That means you are now legally obligated to whatever you're thumbs upping at. No, I'm not kidding. If you're in a chat with somebody, online, obviously, and you send them a thumbs up, well, if you're in Canada, you are now legally obliged to the contract. It means the same thing as if you had signed a contract. No, I'm not kidding. Canada, which continues to do moronic, stupid things one right after the other with that idiot W.E.F. stooge Trudeau in charge. The thumbs-up emoji is now a valid signature, an emoji. It not only represents agreement to the terms of a contract, but it is valid as a signature. A Canadian judge has ruled this. Timothy Keene gave this landmark ruling after an unusual case involving a grain buyer who sued a farmer after an unfulfilled contract. The uh, Canadian ruling has been upheld, and they said, yes, the validity of a thumbs-up emoji as a contract agreement the court of kings bench canadian province of saskatchewan ruled that a thumbs up emoji is just as valid as a signature ordered the farmer to pay 82000 canadian dollars to fulfill a contractual obligation this judge keen justice keen who presided over the case ruled against the farmer on grounds the court should accept the new reality of digital communications after referring to Dictionary.com's definition of the thumbs-up symbol. He was talking to this supplier and sent a thumbs-up, and the judge says, as far as he's concerned, that means you agreed to the contract, just as if you had actually signed a contract what yeah you know usually I say get out of New York get out of Los Angeles get out of Chicago I'm thinking maybe get out of Canada they're flying nuts up there they are absolutely flying nuts (laughs) yep okay there you go (laughs) this is insane insane Oh, man. I right. <laughs> One more semi-serious thing. Actually, it's a very serious thing. It's a great article from The Guardian. I know, but of all things The Guardian. So why not share it? Because they pretty much have summed it up here. Julian Assange, as you know, you have to know. Uh, if you care about press freedom, you need to make some noise about Julian Assange. The U.S. Justice Department has acted appallingly in the Assange case, and if he can be prosecuted, journalists everywhere can be prosecuted. Help helped the Biden administration this week celebrate World Press Freedom Day by asking it about the one case that they don't want to talk about, and that would be Julian Assange the U.S. Justice Department's prosecution of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange for simply doing his job of being a journalist. Which means if they can get away with this crap with Assange, then every single ju- Now, granted, this day and age between CNN, The Washington Post... Rolling Stone magazine, we don't have a lot of journalists left. We've got government spokespeople, basically. Left-wing nutbags. We don't have any very, very few true journalists like a John Solomon. But nobody's safe if they let this case continue, and they're going to. No doubt they are going to. There's ways to help. It's in that article. I can't encourage you enough to read it, find out more, do what you can, make some noise. In our show notes, every show right at the bottom of in today's show, you will see a link. I put it there and every show, it says, contact your representative, let them know. That's a government website. I know, but you put in your zip code, it will tell you exactly who represents you not only that, but how to get a hold of them, their phone number, their email. Use it. Find out who your reps are. Tell them you vote. Vote. And make sure that they know about important things, things that are important to you, including this ridiculous persecution of, J- of Julian Assange. It is, it's, first of all, it's been going on for far too long. This is an article by Brendan Daly. He posted it on Twitter. I wanted to share it as our last thing before we get on with our book. Because I liked it. At first, I thought, "Mm, I don't know. And then I reread it. And I thought I'd share it with you. He says, you, you are the problem. Not Trump. Not the environment, not racism, intolerance, not guns, not the Constitution. You. You weren't supposed to wake up. You weren't supposed to get involved. You weren't supposed to notice the scam, the theft, the lies. But you did. And now they have no other choice but to censor, divide, and destroy you. They're going to audit your taxes. They're going to delete your account, send your loved ones off to another war, and if they could, release another virus. Learn to hate these people while loving one another. Together you can destroy the machine and have a legitimate debate and discussion about what separates us so that we might resolve it as patriotic Americans. We will save this country. We will save Western civilization. And the people who have propagated our indentured servitude for the last century know it. Make America great again. I think the only thing that gives me pause is when he says learn to hate these effing people while loving one another I don't want to fall back into what every Republican rhino Republican always does and we do it and oh but we can't be mean we can't be you know we have to be nice to the no you know what no the gloves are off fire with fire These people, this is why. My first reaction was, "Ah, I'm not so sure we should be hating people. And then I thought, no, screw that. What would the left do? What is the left doing? The left hates you. The left wants you dead. The left wants to censor you. They want to stick untested chemicals in your arm. Put useless masks on your face. no you know what I completely agree with what he said it is time that we got off our ass and started fighting fire with fire because it is, it is the only way things are going to change laying back and doing the typical Republican thing where it's like well we don't want to cause any trouble we don't want to make any waves no it's time to start rocking that boat it's time to start making some waves folks nonviolent nonviolent always but there's a lot of ways that don't include violence learn from your enemy don't keep making these same stupid mistakes oh we want to be the nice guy now screw that time for nice guys over we're done we're done that whole article is a tweet, and it is in my show notes. It is from Warlord Dilly, which is Brendan Dilly. A lot of people arguing back and forth in the comments, the replies section, uh, said kind of the same thing that I did, but a lot of people said, now we shouldn't hate anybody. And I say, no, no, nope, the time for that is well and done over. Well and done over. All right, one more little sip of blackout coffee here. Mmm. Uh-huh. And we move on to our book. In the last part of this show, for almost from the very beginning, 405 shows ago, my goodness, we've been reading books on this show. We started out doing classic children's literature, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland, all kinds of great books. And then we moved into something a little different. And I'm so glad we did, because this amazing book is so prophetic, it is insane how well George Orwell called it when he wrote this book, 1984. We've been reading through a chapter at a time, part of a chapter. This chapter 17 is like 50 over pages long, so it's taking a long time to get through. It is basically Goldstein's book, and as Winston reads it, we're reading along with him. And we're going to continue that right now from George Orwell's 1984. It was only after a decade of national wars, civil wars, revolutions, counter-revolutions, and all parts of the world, that Ingsoc and its rivals emerged as fully worked out political theories. But they'd been foreshadowed by the various systems, generally called totalitarian, which had appeared earlier in the century, The main outlines of the world which had emerged from the prevailing chaos had long been obvious. What kind of people would control this world had been equally obvious. The new aristocracy was made up for the most part of bureaucrats, scientists, technicians, trade union organizers, publicity experts, sociologists, teachers, journalists, and professional politicians. These people whose origins lay in the salaried middle class and the upper grades of the working class, had been shaped, brought together, by the barren world of monopoly industry and centralized government. As compared with their opposite numbers in past ages, they were less advocarious, less tempted by luxury, hungrier for pure power, and above all, more conscious of what they were doing and more intent on crushing opposition. The last difference was cardinal. By comparison with that existing today, all the tyrannies of the past were half-hearted and inefficient. The ruling groups were always affected in some extent by liberal ideas, were content to leave loose ends everywhere to regard only an overt act, and to be uninterested in what their subjects were thinking. Even the Catholic Church of the Middle Ages was tolerant by modern standards. Part of the reason for this was that in the past, no government had had the power to keep its citizens under constant surveillance. The invention of print, however, made it easier to manipulate public opinion. And the film radio carried the process further. With the development of television, technical advance which made it possible to receive and transmit simultaneously on the same instrument, private life came to an end. Every citizen, or at least every citizen important enough to be worth watching, could be kept for 24 hours a day under the eyes of the police and in the sound of official propaganda with all other channels of communications closed. The possibility of enforcing not only complete obedience to the will of the state, but complete uniformity of opinion on all subjects now existed for the first time. After the revolutionary period of the 50s and 60s, society regrouped itself, as always, into high, middle, and low. But the new high group, unlike all its forerunners, didn't act upon instinct but knew what was needed to safeguard its position. It had long been realized the only secure basis for oligarchy is collectivism. Wealth, privilege, most easily defended when they're possessed jointly. The so-called abolition of private property, which took place in the middle years of the century, meant in effect the concentration of property in far fewer hands than before. But with this difference that the new owners were a group instead of a mass of individuals individuality no member of the party owns anything except petty personal belongings collectively the party owns everything in oceania because it controls everything it disposes of the products as it thinks fit in the years following the revolution it was able to step into this commanding position almost unopposed because the whole process was represented as an act of collectivism. It had always been assumed that if the capitalist class were expropriated, socialism must follow. And unquestionably, the capitalists had been expropriated. Factories, mines, land, houses, transport, everything had been taken away from them. And since these things were no longer private property, it followed they must be public property. INSOC, which grew out of the earlier socialist movement and inherited its phraseology, has in fact carried out the main item in the socialist program. With the result foreseen and intended beforehand that economic inequality has been made permanent. But the problems of perpetuating a hierarchical society go much deeper than this. There are only four ways in which a ruling group can fall from power. Either it's conquered from without, or it governs so inefficiently that the masses are stirred to revolt. Or it allows a strong and discontented middle group to come into being, or it loses its own self-confidence and willingness to govern. These causes don't operate singly, and as a rule, all four of them are present in some degree. A ruling class which could guard against all of them would remain in power permanently. Ultimately, the determining factor is the mental attitude of the ruling class itself. After the middle of the present century, the first danger had in reality disappeared. Each of the three powers which now divide the world is in fact unconquerable and could only become conquerable through slow demographic changes which a government with wide powers can easily avert. The second danger also is only a theoretical one. The masses never revolt of their own accord, and they never revolt merely because they're oppressed. Indeed, so long as they're not permitted to have standards of comparison, they never become aware that they are oppressed. The recurrent economic crisis of past times was totally unnecessary and are not now permitted to happen, but other and equally large dislocations can and do happen without having political results, because there's no way in which discontent can become articulate. As as for the problem of overproduction, which has been latent in our society since the development of machine technique, it is solved by the device of continuous warfare, see chapter 3, which is also useful in keeping up public morale to the necessary pitch. From the point of view of our present rulers, therefore, the only genuine dangers are the splitting off of a new group of able, underemployed, power-hungry people, and the growth of liberalism and skepticism in their own ranks. The problem, that is to say, is educational. It's a problem of continuously molding the consciousness both of the direct group and the larger executive group that lies immediately below it. The consciousness of the masses needs only to be influenced in a negative way. And that's where we're going to cut it off for tonight. We'll continue this uh, chapter 17, the Goldstein book coming up on tomorrow night show. All right fantastic hey check out all of our sponsors they are in the show notes some great deals there from NordVPN, skillshare blackout coffee of course you can also check out our new jay sheldon show merchandise with our new logo on everything it's very cool stuff and uh, we really do appreciate that thank you so much for uh for hanging out i will see you all again tomorrow good night not. <laughs>